When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. His name is Sean DePaz. The Arizona Diamondbacks are a wagon. Yeah, they are. And, and we Jesse are Freeman is still in a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse lost a lot of sleep last night over Jesse <laughs> Friedman being in San Diego for Hur- Hurricane Hillary. And I have no idea where he is. Is he safe? Is he okay? Is he drinking enough water? I mean, none of be- these questions I have answers to. He better be drinking enough water. There's plenty of it out there. It's so weird. That's not the way water works. That's salt water. You need regular. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about the rainwater. Yeah, rainwater. So whatever. But uh, we're not here to talk about Jesse missing right now. We are here to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks taking three out of four against the San Diego Padres. In San Diego, initial reaction, were you shocked at this result? No. no. I mean, I wasn't shocked because, like, A, I like I had been saying all year, the truth of what the Diamondbacks were, like, somewhere in between the, the month of July and what they were in the first half of the season. Fair. And B, like, there's a reason that the, the, the Padres are behind the Diamondbacks in the standings, Very despite all of this losing. Like, at the end of the day, I get what their, their, their lineup looks like, but at the end of the day, the Diamondbacks have been having all in all, a better season than the San Diego Padres. So those are games that they should have won. And they obviously had been losing a lot of games that they should have been, they should have won, but at no point, like it still ultimately was, were games that they should have won. Brett Johnson in the chat says, that's why I left San Diego after game number two, because I wasn't getting trapped there. Ha 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 ha. Jesse, uh, that's directed at it's you. It's almost like getting trapped in the, in the uh, hurricane was a choice. Of was a choice. Yeah. Like, prevented. like you could have made, like maybe a different choice where you didn't get trapped yeah. in the hurricane and weren't here for Mailbag Monday. But, hey, who are we? Well, we're just all trying to find the guy who did this, right? Uh, I will say that, of course, in a series where you had Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen both going in the series, you did have to feel very good yeah. about that series. Both of those guys got the wins. The one who didn't, Brandon Fott, I'm of course. So sick. Who still does not get his elusive first victory this poor as guy, a major man. leaguer. It's a, it's a, it's it makes you ill. It makes you sick to your stomach. He's literally he's Jacob DeGromming it up right he now. He really is. Like, and he was absolutely lights out. In the uh, one again. game in this series where the Arizona Diamondbacks couldn't generate any offense at all, losing four to nothing, Fott was lights out. He went seven innings pitched. He gave up one hit. One hit, no runs, and no the hit only came immediately after Steve Peters loudly in a group oh full of people god, said, talk "Oh my it? god, he has are a no hitter." Talk about I it. Are we going to talk about it? Have never made a bigger fool of myself yelling at a grown man in public let's than talk, in the way I reacted to Petey ruining. Let's talk about Petey immediately. Like I've never in my lifetime seen such an immediate. Like it was like an ATM machine. You put in your card, you put the number in, and then, and then the money comes out. out. Yeah, then, yeah. Then terribleness happened. The hit happened because 
PD, boy, what did he say? He, he said Fod hadn't well, given so it ever yet. Yeah. In fairness to PD, he was not the first one to make mention of it, but he said it loud enough for the entire party to hear. Yeah. In a conversation he was having with How Howard, we were uh, we, we had a family like a we a were PHX. yeah we were all at Saul's house Saul enjoying Saul's meat. We all were enjoying <laughs> Saul's meat. And I can say this confidently: the best meat I've ever put in my mouth. Oh, in my entire such life. good meat in my mouth. Yeah, like it was really good. Undoubtedly. Yeah, but um, of course, like you said, in a public setting, uh, the. Like, the Diamondbacks had to ruin it for that. Yeah. That, that was the one game we were all together. We were all enjoying oh, watching Brandon baseball Brandon Fott is a no-hitter, and there's a line drive to center field. I think yeah. that's how it ended. You, right? uh, you did it the right way. You texted, I texted me, you. and you said, look at the box yes. score. And that's it. That's how you're supposed yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like, a, a man. like a man. Like a baseball there's purist. A, there's a thing that's happening. And there is something going we're not, on. We're not going to acknowledge it, but we just want everybody to be aware that there was a thing that was happening. And, of course, that thing got ruined. By Steven Peters. But uh, Brandon fought again, still can't get that elusive first win, but he is oh still God. very good for this team. I almost accidentally sent uh, my friend Luke, who I haven't seen in like three years, a text a about, text about us yelling? baseball. Yeah, yeah, about screaming about that. But, um, you know, you say what you will about Brandon Fott. Uh, he is the starting pitching answer that the Diamondbacks have been seeking. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that as, as he gets one start after the next, I think we're seeing him become better and better and better. Uh, in fact, in his four starts in August, Fott has a 2.96 ERA, 25 strikeouts, and one home run allowed. Yeah, the one home run is a huge thing to me because I think pretty early on he kind of started getting the reputation. There's like, okay, he's going to at least give up one, right? I mean, yeah. there was the, the the Reds game where he gave up three straight or whatever, and it was like he kind of became – his reputation became like he was going to get bit. Whether or not the, all, all, the outing as a whole was good, he was going to get bit by the home run ball at some point and to see that he has cut down on that significantly yeah. um is very very encouraging especially you know in in this division in and with a home park like Chase Field and uh, uh, you know obviously you go play at Coors a couple of times like it, it's especially important for this team's pitchers to to be able to keep the ball in the park um and to see that he's done that recently is a very, very yeah, encouraging sign. Yeah, yeah. It's just, the, the, I think the most encouraging factor is uh, going back a few weeks about Brett Strom talking about moving him to the other side yes. of the rubber and seeing the improvement that that's made. Yeah, in seeing game. that it's something as little as that make a, a significant improvement is yeah. really encouraging knowing that it was it was just a slight mechanics fix. It yeah. wasn't anything bigger than that. Well, and I mean, and 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 that's what you have someone like Brent Strom here for to make guys better, not necessarily to change everything about them, but to coach them and to find things that from their perspective, mm -hmm. they can see that are going to be improvements for this game. Um, you know, Strom was really big on, on Brandon Fott's arm slot and the way that how dis how deceptive his pitches can look coming out of his arm. Um, but I think someone said it in chat. We don't know why his teammates hate him because uh, they can't seem to muster up enough for him to get his first win. Meanwhile, Bryce Jarvis in the finale got his first career win uh, in a bullpen start. Wait, are so, you going to be at the park tonight? Um, I might be. Can you just ask somebody being like, why? why Tori, uh, why does the entire team fucking hate Brandon Fox? Yeah, that's a, I think that's a fair question. Asking that straight that's up. That's a fair question to ask. But, uh, Jarvis goes three and two-thirds innings, two hits, one run allowed, one walk, no strikeouts. But he gets the fir his first victory before Brandon Fott does, which hmm. just doesn't seem fair. Uh, the big story of the weekend, though, is uh, Tommy Pham getting into it with a fan at um, Petco Park. Apparently, according to Tommy Pham, the fan allegedly called him a piece of shit. And Tommy Pham has had uh, several problems with fans. This wasn't the first time. Um, he's had fans. He had a problem uh, the night before while not at the ballpark with a fan and um, just carried over. Tommy uh, had the fan ejected, and this is what he had to say about the incident. 
I mean, I'm all about good banter. Um, he stepped out of line and said something that got him kicked out. Fans here, man, I, I just don't get it. You know, um, not even at, at the field, even away from the field, you know, it's just completely disrespectful. So I don't know, maybe they weren't raised right because I was always taught respect until someone doesn't give you it. So, you know, it is what it is. What were they saying? Older older white gentleman called me a piece of shit. So I don't, I don't think that's acceptable, you know, especially when you're so close to the on deck circle. So uh, neither do the security and, and I'm sure Pete doesn't think it's acceptable to the owner of the Padres. A lady, she's just not really educated in the baseball sense because she told me just she was drunk, you know, F you, Tommy Pham, that's why we got rid of you. And I'm like, lady, I reached free agency. You didn't get rid of, they didn't get rid of me. And I was like, you know, in fact, they tried to re-sign me in free agency. So just people, man, right outside the hotel. So. There, there's a lot of talk about whether or not Tommy Pham overreacted or not. And I think the thing is, is I, we probably all heard people say worse things to athletes yeah. at, at a ball game. We might have even said worse things to athletes at a ball game. But there's something to be said about being so close, being in the second row, being yeah. in the first row, being so close that you're going to say something like that to another human being. And have them hear you, which, by the way, we know the answer to the old Who song, Tommy, Can You Hear Me? The answer is yes, I heard you, every word you said, and I'm going to get you ejected out of the ballpark. Now, um, I don't know. I, I think that there is there, there is something funny about, like, being awful to a to an athlete and then also screaming foul when they turn around and, and talk to you or heard you say it or request security to come do something about it. You know, uh, security was in the area. So Tommy Pham didn't necessarily just like need to make a big deal yeah. about it because security did was aware of the incident happening. But Tori Labello backed up Pham and uh, he said that the fans there in San Diego were being fairly terrible to him. <laughs> Uh, this is what Tori had to say about the fans. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. These fans are awful to Tommy. Um, I hear some. I hear some terrible things coming from the stands. It's not just the normal "you're a bum" stuff. It's deeper. Um, it's ugly, and I've been uncomfortable with it from my vantage point. And um, I just noticed that there was there was some sort of a discussion happening between him and somebody near the on deck circle. And it's my job to protect the players. I'm going to have players back every single time. And I don't know the details of it. I just didn't like what was coming out of these fans' mouth. Um, and it's it's real. I'm not making that up. If you get near our dugout, you'd be amazed at what's being said. By young kids, too. Not not by by young adults, who you probably would expect it from. Um, and, and adults. Uh, all I know is Tommy, fans, Tommy Pham has been a tremendous teammate, an intense competitor. Um, and has raised our standard here since he's gotten here. Um, and I'm going to have his back every time. It's wild because I do wonder what fans, like when you're talking about little kids saying stuff, I yeah. mean, I, I get it though, because it to me it's like little kids are like fans that have never been to a game before. They don't have that 
realization that that is literally a human being in front well, of you, yeah. like and 10 also, feet away like, from you. Even on, on a positive side, you think about, or at least from a personal perspective, how I viewed professional athletes when I was a kid, like they were not human. They were godlike. They were absolutely so, like, comic book The idea of, like, yeah. of as a kid being able to hurt a professional athlete's feelings, like it's not something I would have even fully comprehended. So like as far as kids are concerned, like I'm not going to sit here and get super upset about kids saying dumb shit to professional athletes. Yeah, they need the to, parents they need to be, need to be The yeah. parents need to do a better job raising them kids. Yeah. Um, but sure. like, uh, yeah, I mean, grown ass people will be in. Like, like, cause I mean, the thing is, is like this happened, like got people being mean to athletes happens every single second of every single professional athlete. Of, every of every single group. game. Yeah. So for it to be bad enough for this team to have to say something about it, I think is indicative of how bad it is. And then also like, as someone mentioned in the chat, this is why Tory still has this job and why people love Tory and why the team seems to love Tory is yeah. because he protects his players. Like yeah. he is a player's coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and He's going to protect them both in their reputation. He's going to literally protect them. Uh, like if something were to go down on the field, Tory loves his guys like that. Yeah. And Tory takes that role very seriously over being, you know, kind of a, a father figure in a way to these guys, but also just backing them up when, uh, when, when they deserve to be backed up. <laughs> Gabriel's Tom, coming. Is Tommy fam. Let's I, someone else said it back there. But one thing to keep in mind here is Tommy fam is not out of pocket in be kind of being fed up with fans behavior. Tommy Pham was stabbed at a strip club one time and that was in San Diego. So, uh and and I, not like a little not like a little stabbing either. Like I mean got his <laughs> entire a prick. Yeah, just not like a little like uh, stabbed you. No, cut him open. <laughs> cut him open. Tommy Pham uh, could Yeah, could have lost his life. And so like I kind of understand Pham permanently kind of yeah being on that fuck san diego train i would be too just not even i mean even 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 when it comes to just like shit talking fans even you know what i mean yeah. like because you know there's trauma involved with getting stabbed like that there is something that's not going to ever really be cool with you with strangers and stuff especially when he was talking about like the altercation at the at the hotel the night before so i feel like in a way that this this particular incident kind of was like it, it came to a head like it was mm -hmm. like kind of bubbling and it was kind of uh, it, it, was, it was festering there for Tommy between the incident that happened the night before and just a lot of stuff that happened. But someone said it in the chat. People in the in the crowd were yelling stab, stab, stab at Tommy. Like you talk about who's a piece of shit here. You have to be a real piece yeah, of shit to like start chanting stab at somebody that actually got stabbed. Right. So. Uh, respectfully, go fuck yourself if that's, you know, in, in the words of my of my partner here. But um, I don't really think Tommy Pham was wrong. And I think more athletes, uh, the one thing that is really easy to forget is that they are real people and they shouldn't have to put up with just like the nastiest heckling that you can, you know, yeah. you, can, you can find. I want to say because it's kind of going on the conversation in the chat, like and it kind of do a conversation we had like we were having while the video is playing like. This team has been around since the 60s and like this is like there are a lot of bandwagon fans on this team. They I think had a very good mixture of having really cool jerseys drop at the same time that they got good and had cool players. So they became really popular amongst young people. Sure. And who the are Chargers left and the Chargers left. So they were all Chargers they had. In San Diego. So like there's a lot of fans there who probably don't really respect who are acting like this, who don't actually represent the, the large majority of San Diego Padres fans, sure. which is what how the sports, how sports work, how fans, fandoms work. There's always people who run it for everybody else, but like it is, it definitely does feel like this is a very interesting uh, situation with San Diego because of, like I said, there's a lot of people who aren't really Padres fans 
are just fans of the pod, of what the Padres have been over the last few years. Uh, Michael wants to know how I didn't uh, sneak in a go fuck yourself San Diego. In there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the city of San Diego. I'm not telling the entire city to go fuck yourself. I themselves. had a great just time the time I was there. Really terrible fans that say Apparently. things like stab, stab, stab to somebody that's gotten stabbed. You know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like there's ah, like my line isn't really rigid, but I think that's where I feel like. You yeah, cross the line, I mean, right? we're talking about we're playing with somebody's life here. And it's one thing that we're talking about, like Plexico Burris motherfucker shot himself. Like that's different, but this dude got stabbed yeah. by somebody yeah. else in that if, city. If he would have stabbed himself, then we yeah, might, right? it might Look, be it's like, okay, okay. Uh, you make fun of him. That's, that's funny. Cause he did it to himself. Yeah, but, um, Tommy Pham has played for almost every team in baseball. It feels like so. I mean, and that's I, also the other thing. Yeah, like, it's only it's not like he's out here. And I get that this is a guy who slapped another man over fantasy football. Oh yeah, but like it's not like he's been doing this over every fan base, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's just kind of happened here, a place where he has history. We we tried to warn you though. We told you not to play with with Tommy Pham. We told you that we we told you that when he got. Picked up as a uh, during the trade deadline, so maybe listen to us a little bit more, and maybe you wouldn't get yourself kicked out of baseball games. But uh, again, the important part here isn't that the Arizona Diamondbacks had this incident happen because that sucks, and it's kind of a black eye on a uh, really good weekend for the Arizona Diamondbacks, taking three out of four over the Padres and really distancing themselves from the Padres when we take a look at the wild card standings because again we talk about this pack we talk about these teams being closely bunched together look at that goddamn Padres aren't even on here anymore mm. just fell off. right off I fell right them. off they could have been but we didn't want could have been them. they they dead. shouldn't be oh yeah by the way the are Nationals are Storming. Eight, they're eight games back from the wild. Dude, card. yeah, they're I was about to pass the. Padres. That's what I, I just uh, saw. Davey Martinez got a, a two-year extension today, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And the GM's getting one. I was like, "What the fuck is going on there?" Oh, when, when you and can do that, sudden, oh, with no. nothing. with nothing. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're damn near as close to the 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 Padres who are spending half a billion dollars. It feels like on their roster. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, uh, but definitely way more than the Cincinnati Reds or the Miami Marlins are spending. That's for sure. By but. the way, my my uh, MLB the Show Diamondbacks franchise currently has. As, um, amongst other players, Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you lose every game. Oh, I don't have a farm system. <laughs> uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, though, that's a beautiful sight right there. Yeah, it is, man. Uh, we see you, Cubs. We're coming for you. We I have, believe, dog. They have I believe. Seven games against the Chicago Cubs left, too. By the way, so uh, also plenty. while then, uh, before we get too far from the Nationals, HMS bringing in the Stone Garrett. I would like to have him with what he's doing for the Nationals right now. I would love to have him on this oh, team. Oh, that's crazy. Like as if he was a he's part like, of this team and they just cut him. They I just know. DFA him. Right? I know. Like, and now he's an of, everyday player for the that's Nationals. Wild. To be fair, our everyday first baseman was waived by a team. So, uh, you know, it goes both ways. That's also true. That's also true. But uh, somebody who we traded for and would never be waived by anybody is also our King Snake because we are giving our King Snake for this series to Gabriel Moreno. Gabriel Moreno went five for 12 in the three like games. He's like, temper tantrum. Yeah, look, like, uh, like, he looks like he's like, I don't want oh, to. be the King Snake. I don't want to be the King Snake. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> uh, five for 12. He had that huge home run in, in the finale. Six RBI for only playing in three of the four games. So, Gabriel Moreno, God, we missed you so much. Remember when Carson Kelly was on this team? I do not. I don't want to. <laughs> I refuse to. That is a memory oh, in my head. Oh, God. Yeah. It's really good. Gabby is, it's really, it's just really nice to have him back. Like, and I don't know. I feel like I might, I might oversell the importance of a catcher sometimes, when, especially when I talk about a, a certain baseball team from St. Louis. Uh, but 
Like he loves that comparison. It is, it is, <laughs> it, it. it is interesting that you know their their struggles were very much correlated at the very least to his absence, and he's back. And now not only is he he producing, but the team's winning games. Um, yep. So it's it's very nice to have you back. Elizabeth wants to know who chose that photo. You want to go ahead and uh, you want to go ahead and a- answer that. I I I loved his bat flip. I thought his energy yeah. was crazy. It is no, and, it is good. Yeah. I think you need it. You need the context of it being. Gabby right. Moreno's awesome bat picture. flip. Greater than, greater than, greater than Fernando Tatis's back. Greater than, greater than, greater than yeah. Jose Batista. That was, uh, yeah. I was, I was really glad. I was really glad the Diamondbacks were able to do what they did after the uh, Tatis's, uh, Tatis's bat flip. That really just still pissed me off. Man. Fuck Fernando Tatis and fuck that wannabe Campusano. Both of them. Right. I don't like either of you. No. I really liked Tatis until he started juicing. Now he's um, a fraud. Everybody is right, though. He did have two homers and not the one. And that one's my fault. That's my fault. I do, didn't know he had two homers. I was uh, doing a lot of stuff before the show. But anyway, uh, we thank you guys for being here now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Leave us a little thumbs up just to... Give us that feeling of satisfaction that you like us. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast side, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Most importantly, though, sign up for a PHNX Die Hard membership today. You can get yourself a Die Hard membership, which will pay for itself instantly. Get a free piece of merchandise from phnxlocker.com. 20% off all future purchases. You also get so many other benefits, including benefits with our partners, like a $50 gift card with Mountain Mike's Pizza. You get that Dobson Ranch Ranch card. You also get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, and so much more. Members-only discounts on events, members-only invites to events, members-only merchandise, uh, so much stuff. Just join us today. Become part of the family. Uh, Maria gave know. us an update that Dodger Stadium is not flooded, Uh-oh. never was. Listen, I'm pro-Maria because I love when we have people from other teams in our yeah. chat, but it's very funny being like uh, getting your feelings hurt that people accuse Dodger Stadium of being flooded. Like, yeah. first off, like the ravine was flooded, and also, like... Who cares? There was a hurricane. I don't think anyone's being like, ah, oh, yeah. loser Dodgers, poverty franchise, their fucking stadium got flooded. Yeah. Like, no, I was not a bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're, we're, I love you, though, Maria. I appreciate you being here. We're anti-hurricane around here. Maria. Yeah, we are anti-hurricane. And if that makes us pro-Dodger, then we're pro-hurricane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might have to make some adjustments. He's not wrong. But uh, we thank you guys, of course, for being here every Monday. We know what this thing is. I mean, we... Uh, Every month on this show is Black History Month. Yes, it is. Every month on this show is Women's History Month. And every month on this show is Black Women's History Month. Also, every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. But none of that matters right now because today is Monday. And on Mondays, we go to the goddamn mailbag. Damon, let's go. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. All right, what do we got, Damon? First question comes from Boldest Bronze. That's Gabriel on Twitter. And he says, are we back? Of course we're back, Gabriel. He said, or did we just face bad teams and we'll be back to mediocrity this week? Can I just say this? Please. We're going to get our ass kicked by the best offense in baseball in, in, in the Rangers. More than likely. Yeah. Relax. Just preemptively relax prepare yourself for that know that's going to happen expect that result if it doesn't happen then you can be pleasantly surprised but know that there's a good chance that they're going to get swept in two games i just wanted to preface that again i think the story of the season has been that the truth is somewhere in the middle of everything you see i are they like 
are they going to win every game for the rest of the season? Like, no. What we saw against yeah. the, the Padres is probably as much a product of the, of the D-backs as it is the Padres. Because, um, again, the Padres suck. They are out of the playoff race. Regardless of what their lineup is and whatever potential and the run differential, blah, 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 they're still losing games. And that's just the reality of the matter. Um, and on the other side, the Rangers aren't. The Rangers are, I mean, yeah, they got team. swept by the Brewers, but they are a very good team. So, again, I think the truth is going to lie somewhere in the middle of what you see over this last couple of weeks and these upcoming weeks. But it's 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 the opponents that they have ahead that are in the wild card yes. race with them, that they have so much opportunity to make ground up mm-hmm. against or distance themselves against, right? They have four with the Cincinnati Reds, seven with the Cubs, Huge. three with the Giants. Right there, those those are the teams that they're playing mm-hmm. for this, this spot. Uh, and then they have some very tough opponents ahead with a couple of – you know, weaker opponents. They get to play in. the Rockies again. They get to play the absolute poverty franchise that is the White Sox. The New York Yankees. Oh, just got swept by the Boston Red Sox. Thank I you mean, very could much. have gone either way, uh, right there. But also that. Um, yeah. But to answer the question, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks are back. I, I think yes. the reality is, is that their offense had disappeared. It was completely gone, and they there was just no life in the team. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. They are back in that sense, in the sense that like they're whatever was going wrong with them over the month and a half up until uh, like uh, throughout July, like that doesn't seem to be a problem anymore. Does that mean they're going to go back to being one of the best teams in baseball and, and run away with the wild card race? Probably not. Probably. But I do think they are back in the sense that they haven't defeated themselves before they show up to the ballpark and they have a chance to win basically any game in a way that they did not throughout all of July. Yeah. And I mean, they've got some contributions from mm-hmm. guys that they traded for that have helped. Tommy Pham, you know, is riding a, a hit streak. You have Paul Seawald able to come in and close the door in a way that we really haven't seen any reliever do so for this team. And well, well, stuff with well, baseball well, you, doesn't well, happen you, instantly. You left out Jace. What is, I, I did. I, yeah. Jace, Jace is also there. He's also there. Oh, he's been, um, but he's, he hasn't been good for us recently. Did, did, am I supposed oh, to say something oh. good about him? Do I have to? He's there. He's there. That's what I said. All right. What else we got, Damon? They're back, by the way. That's the answer to that question. (laughs) Uh, Brian Bobbitt asks, the first Rich Hill, Zach Gallon match broke the losing streak, and now we won seven of nine. Does this mean Dick Milk is the cure for losing? Dick Milk's the cure for everything. Yeah. There's way more jokes in there than I can make that I'm going to. We don't have Uh, the time. but We literally don't have the time for all the Dick Milk jokes that we can make. Uh, But yeah, I mean... It appears so. And I mean, realistically, like a cure for winning, having one of the best pitchers in baseball pitch against one of the worst pitchers in baseball or a cure for losing. I mean, that's a good way to kind of figure your shit out. And that does seem kind of like what's happened. Like they needed those wins and Dick Milk got, well, look, they've got him from Dick. If Dick Milk can create life, it can end a losing streak. Yeah. Right. And that's what we saw. Dick Milk can do so many good things. The the bigger thing is that uh, the, 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 the milk part, of that dick milk uh scenario well yeah i mean everyone never mind you're gonna say everyone loves dick well i was gonna say everyone loves milk not everyone loves dick Ah, Uh, yeah that's true no but not everybody loves milk right i mean i don't but i mean you had a whole conversation with how much (laughs) milkman always delivers that's the point but no i mean of course I, i i think it comes down to belief that you can win right and i mean yeah, yeah it turned things it around seem like it was there for a while but like paul again we talked about this before paul seawall joking with tory after they got that win he said i told you we'd win again like they were even joking about the fact that it felt like they were never going to win another yeah. baseball game again so sometimes it's just about realizing that that's silly and that you're a professional team and that you can win and to get out of that mindset but uh, also, the purple jerseys might have did it. Our takeover might have did it. There were a lot of factors. There's a lot of things that went their way. And yeah. also, Aaron, you're right. 
Jace is like a good dude. So there's that. Yeah. Um, Jay, no, Jace is absolutely a good dude. Honestly, the best. Uh, I talk a lot of shit about people as baseball players. But yeah, like, why are really, we, have to, we have to get here? About, I don't really give a shit about. I mean, like, I do care person. if they're good people. But yeah. like me, tell me thinking that Aaron Boone is like the worst man on the face of the planet has nothing to do with who he is as a person. It's just that he's a dog shit baseball manager for the worst team in baseball. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, what, what else we got? Uh, Big Red 27, Jacob Nevin 27 asks, since the D-backs Hall of Fame class of 2024 was introduced earlier this year, RJ and Gonzo, who do you guys see as a candidate for the class of 2025? Uh, speaking of people that we don't like as a person and don't think are good people, Kurt Schilling. Oh, I was like, yeah. where are we going with this? No, I wasn't going to call uh, Jacob a bad person. Jacob's uh, a good dude. No, this is Kurt Schilling because Kurt Schilling absolutely is a huge reason why the Arizona Diamondbacks Sean and I have a World saw Series. a Kurt Schilling jersey at the D-backs game and we were like that's nuts. That is yeah, a crazy move to it's do that right now. <laughs> like that is a wild move to do that right now. Yeah. It's like it's like putting up a Kanye poster in your dorm room. It's like that was cool a decade ago. Yeah. We've, we've learned some things about that man since then. You probably shouldn't be representing that. Anyways um, I mean from a pure performance perspective he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Um, yeah. And especially for and he's one of the greatest pitchers in this, this franchise's history. Um, obviously, very important to it. So, if we're just doing this based on baseball, sure, I'm of the opinion that he should never be in in any Hall of Fame. This one or the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame. I think part of it. And I talked to um, I've talked to people who have been involved in the Baseball Hall of Fame about this before. Like part of the Hall of Fame is also like representing yourself well. It's more than just who you are as an athlete or as a baseball player. Um, and I, so I'm of the opinion that he should never be there, but see, from a baseball perspective, he certainly deserved it. I feel that way when you're talking about like a team parting ways with a guy or something like that, right? Because you are not immune to who you, who your character is impacting whether or not baseball teams want to have you mm -hmm. a part of their franchise. However, I, 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 I'll put cards on the table. I hate Kurt Schilling. I think he's a rotten, terrible human being for the things that he said, his actions, the way that he just his entire post playing career. I cannot take away what he's done on the field for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So if you talk about Arizona Diamondbacks Hall of Fame, then he deserves to be acknowledged and a part of that history. But I mean, if you want to go the route of it's a privilege, then I completely agree with you. Just like playing in baseball, playing in Major League Baseball, playing any sport is a privilege. And nobody, no matter how good they are, has the absolute right to play it. It's still based on teams wanting to be involved with you and have you be a part of their organization. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I understand your feelings on it. I mean, my thing is, is if you're going to if, if you're going to put him in the Hall of Fame and you don't care about the off the field stuff, then retire his number. Like, what's the excuse for not doing that? That's a good point. 38. And if your excuse for not doing that is because he's a dog shit person, you don't want his number sitting Hanging up in, in front of stadium. the field, then he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, there's my point. I, I like what point. a lot of people are saying about Schulte. Yeah, Greg Schulte. That makes so much sense. Absolutely. Um, would be a great call. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm anti Kurt Schilling. Um, to answer Marco's question, not to get in specifics, he just said a lot of very just blatantly xenophobic and racist stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Um, oh, just, I mean, uh, I think it goes beyond Twitter. I think he's even said well, it like, yeah. in interviews yeah, 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 and in yeah. public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just public been a very like bigoted person uh, for the many years since he's left baseball. Well, I mean, he probably was that yeah. too. But, um, and yeah, the, uh, I don't think necessarily Elise was trying to compare Pete Rose to Kurt Schilling. Obviously, very different situations. Pete Rose has some stuff too. 
Pete Rose definitely has. We don't need to get into. Yeah, but um, if you want his autograph, just go to some Las Vegas mall right now. I bet he's in there hucking his autograph somewhere. um, Yeah, Kurt Schilling. uh, Yeah, I'm out on that. If we're looking for an answer to this question, though, Schulte, I think it should be at the top of that list. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think there's a. I agree. A player. Maybe, executive maybe Bob Brenly too yeah yeah I was maybe Bob Brenly what sense. about like Mark Grace or Matt Williams or something yeah those Mark, two yeah. yeah yeah I would I say, like the big you gotta just kind of go through all the big names from the World Series yeah like you gotta uh, which again then you have to get into the conversation because if you're going through the big names of of the World Series and Kurt Jones at the top of it he's yeah I would exactly. argue he's top three in that list so yeah, yeah. um it it is it's definitely, a, I mean, a conversation you have to have. It's it's what is what is a baseball team's place in all of this? Yeah, Elise, but, uh, Elise's point was she was asking, do Red fans, do Reds fans still wear yes, Pete Rose jersey? Sure. I think there's, I, I think Pete Rose honestly is a completely it is different thing. Like Connor said, but I mean, even if he's, still bad in its own right, but I yeah, and I, even if Pete Rose is a bad person outside of the betting stuff, like the reality is, is that when I see Kurt Schilling, I I see bad person i see racist when i see pete rose i see someone who was his reputation as someone who who bet on baseball and ultimately is getting screwed by the league by the hall of fame not as someone who's a bad person yeah like what all the stuff that that kurt Schilling has done in my mind has gone above and beyond anything he's accomplished on a baseball field and it's ruined that for me forever um it's not necessarily the same it's as far as i'm concerned with pete rose. i could see someone wearing a pete rose jersey and not think two things about it but yeah. if i saw someone wearing a kurt schilling it's a state jersey uh, in my I, mind yeah and that's the thing you might have just been a fan of kurt schilling that might be a fucking kurt schilling jersey you've had for 20 years that might totally be the case in my mind when i see someone wearing a kurt schilling jersey i feel like you know about the comments he's made and you're okay with them so now i start to think that you might have those same feelings and comments and things and then that there there you go like that's the reason why sometimes like like yeah, Kanye that's kind of that's kind of what I'm is getting a perfect at, comparison, right? Right? like whether or not Pete Rose is a bad person is is not neither here nor there it's obviously important but to me as far again as far as the jersey thing is or as far as inducting him into the hall of fame like when you see if they induct Kurt Schilling into the hall of fame or if you wear a Kurt Schilling jersey that becomes a statement because when people think Kurt Schilling, they think this stuff automatically, and that's probably yeah. uh, that's not the case with Pete Rose. And not everybody Whether does. Not, Marcos didn't even know what was going on with Kurt Schilling, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like yeah. again, not everybody knows yeah. when they're wearing an athlete's jersey. Maybe they just like that guy. Maybe but, they uh, were just a fan uh, of them at one point. You at know? this point, I think it's kind of unexcusable not to really know who Kurt you're Schilling right. is as a person you're right. if you're going to be representing Kurt Schilling. But I mean, that goes to again, that goes. I don't think this with all sorts of things that you're a fandom yeah. of. Yeah, Unfortunately, you getting have to back to the original question that. because we kind of derailed it with the totally the Schilling. Womack also Womack's a great has a choice. pretty important hit in, in D backs yeah. history. So Jay Bell, I like that show. Yeah, Jay Bell. That's uh, Jay Bell to me. When I watch Jay Bell hit, I'd say I probably said this hundred times. Uh, he looks like the Major League Baseball logo. He just. Yeah, that perfect batting stance. Well, I wanted to ask you this too because Ryan brought it up. Yeah. Obviously, it's down the line because he's still playing. But how do you put Goldney in the in the Arizona Diamondbacks history thing? Like, is he an is he a Hall of Fame Arizona Diamondback? I, I feel like I feel, I feel the like ret- it's, the retiring the number is probably too far. Sure, because he spent too much time with another organization. Sure. But in terms of being and, in a Hall of Fame or something like that, and what did he really do besides you know? He was good here. Like he was good he, here, but he didn't. He was really, the Arizona Diamondbacks for a while. He was, and he he's had all every award: Silver Slugger mm-hmm. Award, Golden Gloves, all that kind of stuff. But I think ultimately that relies on what his 
uh, career with the St. Louis Cardinals is like. True. Because I feel like if he goes to win a World Series. When, there, when is saying. when all is said and done, I think he might just have a longer, more important career. Yeah, I mean, a like, portion of his career with the Cardinals. He's going to go to the World Series wearing a Cardinals hat if he wears one. Yeah. Right. Like I think that's probably fair, which is why I don't like the idea of retiring his number. Because he, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be a, a Cardinal, not a Diamondback. But I do think he has a very important place in Diamondback's history, yes. which yeah, is why I something like a Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame would make, would a, lot make a lot more sense yep. to me personally. All right, what else we got here, Damon? Uh, Brett Lee Johnson says Petco Park had beer bats, and it got me so jealous that I can't sip on a Four Peaks Wow at Chase Field. Yet Salt River Fields has them. Shake my head. My question is. What's one thing you've seen other stadiums have that you would love to add to Chase? Ooh. First of all. Are we all, talking from a concession standpoint? Because I'm assuming we're not talking about like adding a slide in center field like like the like, Brewers have. I want I the Brewers. I want the Brewers okay. slide, but I want our pool still, and I want the slide to end in the pool. How much how are that I is a no-brainer. Want that them is a to no-brainer. Tear down this like the center field wall and put a rock feature like we have like they have in Los Angeles. I want center field to be more interesting and dynamic. Okay. So if we're going from a feature perspective, that's up there for me. I feel uh, like he was asking or, more condiments. But though. yeah, exactly. Right? Um, if I'm doing that, I, I this might surprise some people. I'm gonna give a shout out to Yankee Stadium. A long time ago, I had um, like a What's souvenir happened? cup. Yeah, but it had like a bowl that was built into the top of it. And the straw came up through it and it had chicken nuggets and fries or tenders and fries oh, in it. Yeah, so it was like a beverage and then it had, but yeah. it wasn't for kids. It was yeah. like a grown oh, ass I get thing. You. I get and you. so I was like, something like that would be dope where yeah. I can eat my nuggets and sip at the same time or tendies at the same time. Uh, Maze Devil says no humidor. I'm a completely <laughs> on board with that. Uh, I will say when it comes to food. Balls in. When it comes to our pitchers are getting their asses kicked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just wants more offense. Yeah, he wants I guess so. No humidor. Wants the walls moved in. He just wants nothing but home runs. Um, when it comes to food items from other ballparks, I feel like we have a good mix. I feel like yeah. the Arizona Diamondbacks at Chase Field has a good mix. I, having worked there, uh, I would like more food options. Like just because they have, what, like 10 double headers that all yeah. serve the same yeah. food. They have but red hots that all serve the, the same food. Part of the charm with the Diamondbacks, because like part of the thing that I love about Diamondbacks games and I don't think is replicated anywhere else is just how cost effective it is and that's part of the like that's part of their charm is that this yeah you can go to double headers or double whatever it's called yeah. everywhere and go get a two dollar hot dog like that's dope i think kind of to brett's point we need more creative ways to get drunk at diamondbacks games you don't really have anything other than a, a plastic yeah. cup or um, a, a tall boy i i think at oakland in oakland they have like frozen boozy pops mm. like that how does that not make all the sense in the yeah. world for I, one I of the hottest you, places though, in the world. There needs to be like a, a more diverse choice of like carnival style foods. Here, even, Where's the even, fried dough? Give me a fried dough. Even, I want a fried dough. I know. Yeah. Like anything I can get at the fair, I should be able to yeah. get there. Right. Like some stupid snow cones. Fried, like yeah. I don't even like snow cones, but I want all that. Um, I personally shit talk, have right. not stop thinking about Chinese food being mm. uh, oh, Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they used to have a Panda express in there and they that took it away crazy. from me and it broke my heart. Uh, just like when they took Dutch bros away from me, I would have rather that they never existed inside I, of the stadium rather than know they did at one point and, and for them to be gone. Uh, we got them waiting out there. So probably I think a, a illegal Pete style thing where you can walk through and be like, I want white rice, black. Well, that seems like it'd be relatively easy yeah. to implement. Like at, a bowl a, burrito taco yeah, situation. Like, Cause it is a very, it's a very like kiosk type, situation so yeah. that would be that'd be pretty dope i will say my favorite i think food item that i have had at a ballpark is either like the tri-tip nachos that i had at 
at Petco or the Pramonti brothers like sandwiches they have at Pittsburgh where they have like mm. the fries on them and the yeah. delis like that sh- immaculate speaking of Pittsburgh one thing that they serve there they have like meat in a cone this is something that you can get like at like California Adventures too. Oh, uh, and then you know like the like the like, the pastry type cone thing. Yeah, it looks like a, it's yeah. like a cone, and then they have like yep. meat in it, like or macaroni yep. and cheese or something like that. It just seems to make Thought. all the sense in the world for something that's that portable to have it at a ballpark. Um, right. So quick to answer Michael's question: No, they probably can't open the roof because there's a chance of rain. Correct. That would be that would be the whole thing right yeah, there. Correct. Um, and then, uh, but man, I wish they did. I, I just want they like a they should idea ken mr kendrick um it's a it's a kiosk called copycats and what they do is it's kind of like what they do with the versus dog but they expand it they just like copy of like whenever the you know the red Sox are in town they're selling fenway franks and fucking oh Boston that's a Bay good Bay idea so we like if we face the mariners you yeah bring we're just, like toasted but, crickets but not, not from like a, you got to be careful about how you market it yeah because you're not marketing it as being like oh let's appeal to the visiting fans it's not like nah we're taking their shit we're doing it better Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, like get some maybe, garlic fries. Maybe that's the problem with the versus dog is the versus dog seems too much to a lot of people. Like Mm-mm. it's appealing to yeah, the Yeah, no, we gotta fans. we need to we need to be like we're taking your shit and we're doing it better. Yeah. I could really use like a Mexican style lager at the stadium. Like yeah. an Estrella? Yeah. I can get you one of those somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Well they're You're just not, not looking as in accessible. The right place. Yeah, no, I mean I'm sure you could seek them out, but like they're not sold at all the beer places. You can know we I mean? can we talk about That's why? Can I'm paying sixteen dollars for a beer this big when I can also pay sixteen. We're not talking about that. We're not talking. Can we talk about no, that? We no, we can't. We're not talking about. It. I don't want to talk about it. What I will say is is they needs to be more consistent. So like like there's the, the they have the beer kiosk where they have the coolers on the side and everyone needs to be the same because sometimes I go to them and like they're like oh they don't have wow at this one and I'm like. I walked all the what way over done? here for this. Yeah. For this. This is all I wanted. And now I have to either get another beer or go searching for another Just put me in charge stand. of franchise, Ken. There you go. That's your answer. Um, Mr. Kendrick. Mr. Kendrick. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're not on a first-day basis like <laughs> hey, me. Hey, he Jesse complimented. Or no, he didn't. That wasn't him. <laughs> no, a different person. It different was, person. Um, but. Petco and Dodger Stadium are like flooded with, with like Mexican-style beers all over the, the place. Modelo stands yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. And Blake, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, I mean, if this was Yankee Stadium, okay. No, that wouldn't even make any sense. There's hella Dominicans and Puerto Ricans in the Bronx. Like, yeah, yeah. Marco says add Pete's fish and chips to Dog, Chase. Yes. Yeah. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting Pete's yes. for dinner. You just, yes. Yes. Yes, Marcos. Yes. As a matter of fact, my dog. More local fish staples. Fish and chips and we feed families. Let's, let's talk about like local staples. Like yes. that's what we, little Miss Barbecue in there. Maybe a Pete's Dog, fish and chips. you see the one on Central Maybe. fell through? Oh, Yeah. Man. Which it would have hurt a lot more if it we still. It would have hurt so I've never much had little Miss, but I've right heard across things. the street from our yeah. old office. So. Uh, but yes, I agree with stuff like that. Like they used yeah. to have, uh, like, not that, that it's local, but like, and now they have Black Rock there now, but like Dutch they used to have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, stuff like that. Dog, put a Filibertos in Chaseville and get some Carne fries, you Why haven't me? we done that yet? Shitting me? Why isn't there a stand that has Inverto Ken? Mr. Kendrick? Just, it just, it will make you money. We'll make you money. Uh, do you not love money? I'll make the jerseys purple and I'll jerseys put a purple, fucking Filiberto's we'll and Chase yeah. and you'll make money we'll and bring Dutch Bros back. It'll be fine. Condogs is Carolinas. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm on board with all of it. But anyway, uh, of course, we want you guys to sign up over at BetMGM if you haven't done so already because me and this guy will tell you right away. It makes sports more fun. It, it does. absolutely does. Um, but what also makes more fun, uh, sports more fun, is betting 
risk-free mm. on 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 anything that could make you money yeah. and you could do that with nerfy fridays yeah, over man. at bed mgm uh get on on nerfy fridays this easy you just opt into the promotion place a no run first inning bet on any major league baseball game uh and if your bet loses but only one run is scored during the first inning you will receive a bonus bet equaling your stake up to 25 dollars and like we said the last couple of weeks it's actually been 50 dollars so uh, get that money in, make that money. No run first inning. All you got to do there is bet no run no. in the Diamondbacks game on Friday. That's right. First one. No on will there be a run in the first inning market. And of course, uh, those are available only on Friday. So if you haven't signed up for BetMGM app yet, uh, use code PHNX now when you do. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Also, if you are looking for the most amazing, most comfortable clothing to wear, check out our friends at Pins and Aces. They make golf apparel. That's what they say. But remember what I say. Any golf apparel could be just regular everyday wear if you just rock True. it the right way. So check out the Pins and Aces gear. They uh, We absolutely love the stuff they have. We get tons of compliments on it. They got us our Phoenix shirt. We love them so much. They are the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. And, of course, they are. Uh, they make amazing polos, hats, uh, golf bags and even our favorite beer sleeve. Uh, and again, none of these items need to be used on a golf course. They could all be used just in your normal everyday life. Uh, it's a family owned golf and apparel business. And of course, uh, we love them so much. So make sure to check out Pins and Aces uh, over at their website, pinsandaces.com. You can use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and you will get free shipping. That's code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping over at pinsandaces.com. Derek, just look at my computer briefly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Watchman and WD said Buddy Kennedy looks like a young wrong DeSantis, and he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, that might I, does that count as a mailbag Monday question? I feel like it should. Does he look like Ron does DeSantis? Does he look like Ron what DeSantis? Politician, what 2024 presidential candidate does Buddy <laughs> Kennedy most look like? I'm going to go with Ron DeSantis. That's a that's a that's an affirmative answer. Uh, ben Carson's uh, still running because if it's uh, it's him. Marcos asks, are you guys going to Corbin Carroll bobblehead on Saturday? I have literally cleared all of my plans to make sure <laughs> I'm there for Corbin Carroll bobblehead night. Um, I can't go. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. I just realized that. I have a dinner. Like, no, man. Looks like I'm going to have to get you a bobblehead. I so. also don't have – I didn't get a purple jersey, man. I've been slacking. Yeah, sad. What else we got in the, in the mailbag there, Damon? Next question comes from Jacob, and Jacob asks, why would you not start Jarvis? Why start McGoof? And by McGoof, <laughs> he's talking about McGuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that. That was a very weird situation, similar to the way that Tori decided to start um, Mantiply the night it's after be a he had right? a bet. Yeah, right. Like he is literally just looking for these openers to go one inning. And, yeah, and, and, I think that's more what it is. And that's what it's about. Yeah, I don't think it's a sign of any kind of disrespect or lack of trust from the other guys. I think it's more about how he wants to set up how it plays yeah. out to where he trusts guys like Jarvis to maybe go a couple of innings, but he'd rather that happen, you know, through the 
the heart of the lineup and yeah. go through the, the heart, yeah. top of the lineup maybe one more time. McGuff, McGuff went two and a third innings. He let uh, Jarvis go three and two thirds. I yeah. think it's really just about usage. Yeah. I think it was about being more comfortable with having Scott McGuff pitch early in the game rather than have him pitch late in, in, in a high leverage situation. I mean, if you're pitching in a situation like this, obviously it's different with a starter, but in a situation like this, if you're pitching three innings, it doesn't matter if it's one through three or four through six, yeah. ultimately. Um, Peter Strzelecki made his debut in that game. He went mm-hmm. one in a third innings pitch. He gave up one hit and walked two. Uh, the Diamondbacks were able to add him just due to the, um, doubleheader. the, the doubleheader. So they were able to expand their roster briefly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Honestly, they got some really good pitching, especially in that blowout finale where they won eight to one, and that was the the bullpen game. So yeah, I don't really, I, I, I really think that at times Tori is just trying to do the best with what he's got, and really, I feel like the results determine on if we get mad at him or not, right? Because yeah, sometimes it feels like he's making the the right move, and at other times it it you know it. it it doesn't, and it goes the right way. Yeah. When he makes the right move, it doesn't go his way. So I don't really know. I, I, I feel at times very frustrated myself on behalf of Tory, yeah. based on the fact that it seems very hard for him to do uh, the right thing. You know, That's at, the thing, man. All like, uh, getting back to what I keep saying, like the truth is somewhere in between of everything you've been seeing. Like everyone, Everyone's going to overreact to everything that happens on a day-by-day basis. It's just kind of the reality of it. But like, they're bullpen pitchers. If they were supposed to throw three innings scoreless, they'd probably be starters. Like they, 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 they make mistakes. Everyone, like the bullpen hasn't been that bad. Yeah, ain't been that bad. Things haven't been that Late, bad lately. The bullpen hasn't been that bad. Like yeah, yeah Castro definitely could be last year. You you could say Castro, you know, blew that game that they lost four to nothing. Uh, but honestly, they lost it four to nothing. It could have been one to nothing, and they still would have lost. The Diamondbacks weren't able to exactly. muster up any offense. So. Uh, then, yeah, and that'd be a bigger happen. issue when they're losing eight one games because the bullpen has given up six runs once they come in. Like that's a different conversation than them losing one nothing or Con- something like that. Connor is asking over under two and a half hours before gates open when I have to get to Chase on Saturday to get a bobblehead. That I'm taking the over on that one. Uh, and Nicholas says if it's Cogs time, you take the under. Always take the under on Cogs time. I hate to tell you guys this. I'm not sure who is in the discord chat or not but um we dfa'd cogs oh what yeah we dfa'd cogs so we're waiting to see if he clears waivers to come back is he he just not been hitting like there's a there's a lot of questionable production when it comes to cogs right and i mean he's still a young guy he's got a lot to offer maybe get out there and we've seen flashes he was trying to get picked up by the chgo podcast guys oh you know so I mean, it, it makes me feel like we did made the right move by DFAing hey, him. I mean, there's worse there's worse uh, trains to hop on than the than the Cubs right now. I That's suppose. true. That's true. Uh, what else we got, Damon? Uh, Aaron Hughes asks, when the expanded rosters come in September, who do we see come up? McCarthy, Fletcher, what pitchers? Uh, absolutely great question. I think I think Dominic Fletcher and Jake McCarthy are both fairly obvious candidates for yeah. that. Um, but really, when it comes to their top prospects, the Diamondbacks haven't really been shying away from giving guys an opportunity lately. Uh, I don't think, and I know we have this question coming up here, but I don't think we're going to see any of the real top guys. I don't think we're going to see Jordan Lawler, Drew Jones, uh, Yumin Lin. I don't think we're going to see any of those guys. But uh, I, I think there is a chance when it comes to pitchers that the Diamondbacks could see a couple of guys like Blake Walston potentially that have kind of been in their system for a while and haven't had that chance. Uh, Tristan, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Tristan English. Um, they, yeah, Blake Walston. Blake Walston is probably 
the name that I would say. Do you think right there's now any the, chance that Blaze gets called up? Um, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't say that there isn't a chance. I think that there's no chance that Jordan Lawler gets yeah. called up, and that's uh, that's my opinion. Just because I don't think that they're going to do that just yet. Uh, Blaze is kind of an inter- in an interesting spot, right? Because he uh, he plays shortstop, he plays yeah. uh, second base, he plays third base. There's a lot that he could offer there if he could potentially kind of move into that third base role for them that they're still seemingly looking for answers at. Uh, I. I think that that could potentially be it, but yeah, I mean, at that point, you might as well. I mean, I think obviously, like, in I think it's pretty obvious that Jake will be a part of that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think really the bigger, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious he'll be a part of that. It's yeah, it really just depends on what they they need to do. But I, I would like to see Lawler. I, I mean, I think worst case scenario, you're kind of stuck with what you've had. Best case scenario, you don't have to see Nick Ahmed. Yeah. Or Chase uh, Peterson. There, there is a lot of talk about Charles Lawler being called up. I just don't think that the time is there, and I don't think that they're going to rush him uh, to get up to a major league level. Uh, last year with with uh, Corbin Carroll, he was at AAA for much longer than than Jordan has been currently. But who knows? I mean, there's one thing that's very weird about the Diamondbacks when it comes to especially Reno is it, it feels at times like. I, I don't know how much they're getting there. I don't know how much got them anywhere, they're down there too. I, I don't know how much they're focusing on the results in Reno, right? So yeah. it's like uh, sometimes. Uh, I mean, when, I feel like by and large they know what they have with the guys that are because like it's it's not like this is a thing a, a team full of of Corbins or Lawlers where it's like okay, what prospects are we going to call? Like there was plenty of people who have made contributions on this MLB roster already, like Jake McCarthy, like Emmanuel Rivera, yeah, and stuff like that. Sure. So there's like. MLB ready talent that you can call up to give you a better chance of win, especially as when you're making a push for the playoffs, which is in my mind, why a guy like blaze wouldn't get called up. Um, but uh, I, yeah, so I feel like it's, it's gonna, like, I feel like you're going to see names that, you know, it's going to be Dom Fletcher. It's going to be Jake McCarthy. Yeah. It's going to be Emmanuel. People Rivera. are suggesting Ivan Melendez, Gabriel. I know Stop you don't it. mean that. I know you don't mean that. I know you don't mean that. Stop messing with me. Uh, Ivan Melendez still in Amarillo. So I don't think that's, that, that's that's even less of a possibility than Jordan Lawler. But um, what else we got, Damon? We got more questions about. I know there, there's there's the question. Uh, e at Silas on Twitter asked, "Do you guys think there's a chance they call Lawler up next month because he's going to hopefully be a core part of the team moving forward? I think it would be good to get him some experience being involved in a pennant race." Uh, I don't I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I just don't think that that's what's going to happen this year. I still think the Diamondbacks are playing with house money when it comes to this season. And I think that next year it makes all the sense in the world for him to come up, especially like around this time later, or even maybe start the year on the major league roster. But I just, I don't think that they're going to move him through their system that quickly. I would say on the flip side of that though, like if you're playing with house money, this is the time to do it. Because in my mind, the only reason you don't do it is if you don't think he gives you a better chance of winning because that's the goal right now. You don't do it because of his development. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? I agree, like, but I, I mean, if you think he gives you a better chance of winning, like you call him up. I, I think if you think he can be better than Nick Ahmed or Jace Peterson or whatever and actually contribute when you're trying to make the playoffs, like you, you call him up. If you're, if you're like, in my mind, since you're playing with house money, if you just think this season is a, is a throwaway, then you might as well call him up and get him that, that, that experience in a pennant race because there's no guarantee you get to get him in that situation again. Um, but... Ultimately, like as far as the development is concerned, I agree that like, I, I mean, I don't, I, the development is not really an issue for me because you're calling them up briefly 
at the end of a season. It's not like you're calling him up to be a, your everyday shortstop, right? So like if he doesn't perform, you just send him back and he'll he will play in AAA again next year. Uh, but that's I mean with baseball it's just not that easy. It's not that easy. Because I mean, sometimes this team has kind of been everyone. They, they, they've done it with four different guys that they've sent down and brought back up. I know, but you're talking about four different guys that had their time to develop into what they believe was a major league ready player. I don't feel like Jordan Lawler is there yet defensively. Yeah, that's OK. I that's think fair. offensively, he came into Reno like a bat out of hell and then things cooled off for him. He's hitting 278, 391. Uh, you know, so it's not terrible, but and that's that's only in a very small sample size. He's played five games with the Reno Aces, but he also has a 611 slugging percentage and a 1.002 OPS. So, on there like there's a lot of there's good things happening for him down there, but I think that there is still a matter of becoming a well-rounded baseball yeah. player that occurs I mean, at a triple A. I think there's an argument you can make either way, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I, it's not a no-brainer like Corbin maybe, right? Like Corbin Corbin was odd because yeah, like Corbin like literally wherever they put him, Corbin was succeeding. Yeah. So it's like you it just made all the sense in the world. Jordan, he he has really good moments, but then he still has things feedback you hear from scouts and and people associated with the front office that still suggest there's a lot that he's working on and I think that that's the key. Uh, I don't know if he gives you the best yeah. ability to win because I don't know how good his defense at a major league level is going to be and right now that's the one thing that you're getting from Nick Ahmed is the defense, yeah, supposedly. It's the only thing you're And doing. you're getting Geraldo Perdomo to still make some pretty damn good plays there at shortstop as well. So, I, and again, you have, as far as the left side of the infield is concerned, you have you do have Chase Peterson on this roster already. You do correct. have Emmanuel Rivera correct. that can play third base. So, like, as far as, again, getting giving you a chance to win, it's not like you're you're devoid of MLB-ready talent right, at, right. At, on that side of the infield. So Minor league is just so weird. Right. Because really, when it comes to the minor leagues, you can look awesome. And then you come up to a major league level and you're a completely different looking player Uh as far as your abilities and and your success that you're having. Uh, And there's also just the fact that, like, in baseball, it feels like we constantly, especially a team like the Diamondbacks, an organization like the Diamondbacks, like we always have to run to the minor league system in order for us to get some sort of help. Yeah. And then the minute it doesn't work out, the guy's a bum and he's useless and we should move on from I mean, him. We I should trade him. This year. That's exactly what I'm describing, yeah. right? And now you look at Brandon Fott's last outing and he almost had a no-hitter into It's almost like you know, in eight, baseball eight innings. Easy. Yeah, right. You right. know, a, a child. <laughs> a literal child. He's oh. younger than I am. I know. I still am on my mom's insurance. Like I am a child. I probably would get, you know, I'd be a little rattled. He was very excited that he got groceries last night. I was. So I went excited. Gro- hey, grocery shopping at 9 p.m. on a Sunday is a, a whole ass vibe. There's nobody there. It's a great time to go do that. It's a great time to go do that. And I don't even want to tell you people that because then you'll start don't. going out. Just and as, then long as, you're as, as long as you don't do that. As long as you don't do it at. We don't have a grocery sponsor, right? As no. long as you don't do it at Fry's. Yeah. You can go do that shit at Safeway. Take your ass to Safeway. <laughs> Crowd that shit up. What else we got, David? Uh, last question comes from Snakes on Base. Uh, and Snakes on Base asks, what player would you give an MLB the show type of upgrade to help boost this team to the playoffs? Ooh, Ooh I like that. Chase Peterson. Uh, I, I want, mean, there's ways to go about this. There right? really is. Because you, you either get you either boost somebody that's not contributing, so you get extra contribution, or you boost someone like Corbin Carroll, where if you boost him, he comes to the – I mean, obviously he hasn't been playing like that well recently. but Oh, come general, on. He's been, he was playing great in the series, well, so yeah. let's, let's, it, let's but, give credit I mean, but, but like I'm saying, like, if you – if Corbin Carroll is playing to his full potential and then you add a, an upgrade to that, then he's like the best player in baseball. So that might be more valuable than a, a Jace Peterson who's con- contributing marginally. Um, or 
you give it to a guy like Brandon Fott. And then you have three le- very legitimate starters that's for the, the playoffs. I and I go. think that's probably the most important thing you can do there. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I was thinking even maybe Zach Davies. Because Zach Davies is going to be returning to the starting rotation. Yeah, you but know, you know he's going to be returting to the starting at rotation. At this point, an, uh, an upgraded Brandon Fodd is better than an upgraded Zach Davies. So I'd rather have an upgraded Brandon But Fodd. I don't feel like – I feel like Brandon Fodd is very good on his own right now. I yeah, feel like but, I want to upgrade. But is Brandon Fodd right now good enough to be your number three? In a, in yes. A, I mean, okay. In August, he has been. Yes, I don't think in August, been. yeah. Savage. Savage. Yeah, on, Just absolute savage beast. on the mound. He's an absolute beast out there. Uh, I didn't think you said that about baseball players. I thought that would be too Aaron Aaron Boone. Well, no, I think I use it kind of to make fun of Aaron Boone. Okay, that's fucking joke. That's fair. I like the Alex. My guys are savages in the box. Okay, Aaron, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, did you say you want to boost Alec Thomas? Yeah, like if yeah. you could boost his bat and yeah. he's an old if world could, defender and yeah, a, and a yeah, great yeah, hitter, yeah, all yeah, of a sudden you we're, the we're cooking. Yeah, no, I know because right now you don't need to boost his defense much or his sprint. Yeah, speed I mean that's that. the thing. Yeah, if you can if you can give that, yeah. Or, I mean, hey, Nick Ahmed. Nick Ahmed might be the answer, too, because if Tori's insistent on playing that motherfucker every day, you might as well have him be worth a damn offensively or, like, have him an arm that's not made out of pasta. Yeah. All, all respect to who you've been as a baseball player, but your arm's weak. Look at the stats. There, there is no wrong answer when it comes to this because the there's a lot of people who can use an upgrade. They can, a lot of guys who can use upgrade, right? But the team continues to Maybe play that's well. what the Dodgers do. Yeah. Guys show up, they're like, here's the upgrade. Here's yeah. a little boost. Here's, that, your, here's your boost mm, for the rest of the season. That would make point. See, because like, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to pay for that myself. I'm not going to use real yes. world money it's, it's, in the yes. MLB The Show. But the Dodgers absolutely would. They're, pay- they're buying fucking V-Bucks. Yeah. And they're upgrading oh, their shit. Damn I know it. I, went, I went Fortnite on them. That's how, that's how Lance Lynn got so good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, they, it was now. microtransactions, in-game purchases, <laughs> not purely cosmetic. Well, I can't stop thinking about food since we started talking about upgrading the food at Chase Field. It's right over there. I can smell it. Uh, Of course, we want to thank our friends from Illegal Pete's for hooking us up, uh, making us well-fed, and, of course, uh, giving us a great place to hang out. Uh, The the weather is cooling down. I don't know if you noticed. It's a good day. Today is a great day to go check out Illegal Pete's patio. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Even if just for one day, it is patio And it's covered. It's covered. That's right. So if it rains... You got it. But what, we love the rain here. Yeah, true. We don't get it enough. Like, to sit out on a patio and watch thing, it rain. What I like about eat. the Illegal Pizza in Tempe is they have, like, the outdoor bar that's facing the inside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be perfect for Yeah, that's perfect. So go check out Illegal Pizza in Tempe or wherever one is close to you. They have irresistible drinks. Of course, all of their delicious food, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos. We're trying to get them in Chase Field, so we'll see if we can figure <laughs> something out. But until then, make sure to check out their locations around the valley. Uh, check out their bars. They have custom cocktails, their beers. Of course, don't miss out on that piping hot queso. So Illegal Pizza is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pizza, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Uh, also, check out Circle K. Maybe if you have to make a drive to uh, Legal Pete's, stop and fill yourself up at Circle K. Fill your car up with I gas. I bought at Circle K yesterday. Did you? Did you get entered into the chance to win the Ford Big Ben Bronco? Officially. That's going to be weird when you have to fight yourself, potentially. Well, no, no. no. I needed to do it so I could be officially entered. Because uh, they weren't going to let you well, like, like, be yeah. the end boss? Yeah. yeah they, like, they have to at least make it look like I right. entered so when you get to the point where you fight right. me, it's not like they were just giving me a chance to win yeah, the car. You, you don't get a buy till the final round. No. But you can get uh, plenty of power aids, four for $5, and be entered to win uh, that Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. You can also get two, buy two, get one free Monster Energy drinks and buy two, get one free 
Beatbox Hard Tea right now at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, and you will get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Uh, that's all we got, guys. Of course, uh, I'm going to spend the rest of the evening worrying sick about Jesse. Uh, <laughs> you can maybe follow him on Twitter and let me know if you hear He liked him. my tweet, so either so someone okay. has his phone or he's okay. That makes me more scared. You said somebody has his phone? Well, I, mean, that wasn't I, even, I didn't even think that was an, a, a, an option. All as I know is that Jesse Friedman liked my tweet. The only thing I can guarantee is that someone went on his phone and liked the tweet. Was I it, have no idea. Was it the hurricane? It might have been Tommy Fan. Oh, my God. Tommy, stop it. Jesse did not yell that thing at you. But uh, in the meantime, follow Jesse <laughs> He's a young Friedman white guy. on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This maniac is at Sean underscore Depause. The maniac behind the Mac. That's Damon. We are Damon's dogs. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Damon Dog, D-A-W-G there. At Wait, the Tim, end. do you have a Twitter? What's Tim's Twitter? What is it? If you want the people to follow you on Twitter, you don't want to. Everybody follow fine. our guy. Tim. I know. I just kind of put you on the he's spot. He's rocking here. a coach. He's he's rocking a Coachella hat, and he has no idea what his Twitter account I, is. I, I got a Twitter. It's on private, though. I got a oh no, we don't. No, we don't we we gotta gotta put you private. out there. We, yeah, I'm not gonna. It. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't follow you. Tim. Don't, just, whatever you do, do not follow Tim. He doesn't do not, want you to follow. Tim him. does not have a Twitter. Yeah. Do not look. He, for he it. doesn't even exist as far as you're concerned. But we exist, and we thank you guys for being here. Of course, you exist, and that makes you awesome. And the fact that you're here makes you even more awesome. So we appreciate your time we appreciate you guys stopping by of course uh on behalf of this entire crew and not tim we thank you <laughs> oh no on behalf of tim Wait, you just can't uh, follow him on twitter i'm sorry i don't know i'm not including tim way, you don't I, know tim exists. you don't know tim yeah sorry but uh of course you guys can uh follow all of us besides tim and we thank you again uh remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you don't test tommy fam